It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. That's right. It is the WIP Morning Show, but not with Joe DeCamera or John Ritchie. Ellie Chirparks, James Seltzer in for those guys. Rhea Hughes, Joe Wechter hanging out. Good morning, everybody. What up, buddy? How's it going? Good morning, Ellie. Thanks How for having you, me in. I appreciate it. I know. We followed each other in this we morning. We did, yes. Like a couple of nerds. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, just next 12 hours together, basically. <laughs> I know. <laughs> As if we don't see enough of each right. other. Yes. All well, right. look, when there's Eagles football to be talked about. I, I am summoned. Yes, that's right. That's right. You are you are the beat writer we need, as people yes. say. All right, a lot to get into today. 215-592-9494 at the aforementioned Eagles. Uh, a time of consternation right now. Certainly feels like it. You yes. were in there with, in uh, Dallas with me. People were very upset on that plane ride back from, yes. uh, from Dallas. I have said multiple times that I, that I came to a realization this weekend that there is no bigger feeling of being a chump yeah. as a human being than wearing your team's jersey in your rival stadium and getting your asses beat. Like, well, I especially felt like for a you. total chump. Yeah, man. and especially for you. Yes. You're Mr. Dallas Sucks. You know, you said it many a times yes. this past Dallas weekend sucks. in Dallas. They yeah. didn't this weekend, but in it was, general, uh, It was they a do. rough four hours for my guy. It was, <laughs> it was not a lot of fun, <laughs> no. yeah, honestly. Especially and, for someone as positive as you. That's right. Yes. Yeah, I was, I was to be positive. I about. was not expecting to be boat raced the way we were. Boat race, a term yeah. that's come but up on the show. It does happen in Dallas quite a yeah, bit, Yeah, it's a shame. But, they, but look, it has raised uh, a lot of people's concern levels. Yeah. Look, I, I, was, I was right there after the... Uh, Niners game saying, hey, listen, you know, there, there's a lot of reasons for why they could get beaten so bad. But for them to not show up in Dallas the way they did, obviously it has made me much more concerned about this team. And look, we're going to get into it all today, but I, I think, you know, it's kind of just a common acceptance that the defense is a problem. So it's a bit of an issue. <laughs> you know, and I don't yeah. think there's a lot of faith. I think we're we're hoping with the defense that they can get a few stops when you need it. But if this team's going to go where we want them to go, if this team's going to to turn this thing around and become the the Super Bowl team that I certainly believe they were and still are and still can be it's going to have to happen on the offensive side of the ball. The offense is going to have to be the side of the ball that carries this team forward. Elliot. Yeah, and so when when I think about how can this team kind of get off the losing streak and how can they return to playing like the team that I believe they are. Like, I still don't think that 10-0-1 start was a fluke. I still think they have an argument for being the best team in the league. It's not as clear as it used to be, certainly, after losing (laughs) the way they did to San Francisco. But when I think about this team's main problem, I actually think back to training camp, which, as you know, is my favorite time of the year, besides Christmas. So, you know, two, two favorite times here. But I remember vividly, not daily, but almost daily, hearing Sirianni yell at the team, like, 
don't be sloppy. Take care of the ball. At one point, he said something vividly like, this is how you'll lose to bad teams. And we saw that happen in New York this year with, with the turnovers. So for me, the problem with this team, it's not coaching. I think the coaching is fine. In fact, I think the coaching is very good. The roster is very good. This team's problem is turnovers. And it's it sounds simple, but it's also a terrifying problem at the same time in the way that they've now been a turnover-prone team for, what, 70% of the year, wherever we're at, 75%. And if you look at why they're struggling and why the offense isn't scoring the way it is, it's not because of the scheme. It's not because of Brian Johnson. It's not the play calling. It's turnovers. They're moving the ball up and down the field. They're getting into the high red zone. They're getting into the red zone. They're getting into opponents' territory. They've turned it over 19 times this year. Over half of those have been in the red zone, If you are in the opponent's territory. If you look at this last game against Dallas, Devontae fumbled it at the 7. Jalen fumbled it at, like, the 14. Uh, A.J. fumbled it at around the 40. They're getting the ball into where it needs to go. They're messing it up the end of the drives. That's not coaching. This is on the turnovers. And once they start taking care of the ball, they'll be off and that running. That is way too simple. And look, the turnovers are they lost 42 to 19 to the Niners. They didn't and turn they the ball. Over. It, yeah, Zero that, yep, times. That one was an Zero anomaly. It was an anomaly. Times. Look, anomaly. It was. Look, they're turning the ball over, sure, but they've also like the, the offense is not function the way it's supposed to like forget like w- look with your eyes man mm-hmm. watch this team each week Jalen doesn't look comfortable at no point is it easy for him they never make it easy for this guy like there's no easy throws there's no easy completions there's never a rhythm to this offense we never look at him and be like oh look at this they're just move-. other than one half in overtime against Buffalo that's the only time in the last month that this offense has looked like it can move the ball with any sort of consistency, with any sort of rhythm. They haven't been able to run the ball at all. At all. Like, that has been a massive issue. Is that just talent? They're supposed to have the best offensive line in football, aren't they? Isn't that the – you've said that. It's the best offensive line in football. Why can't they run the ball if it's just talent? They're, they've not Why done a good job running the ball, Why is it that players are sure. never open? Why is it that guys – Jalen has to make the hardest throws in the league. And look, I am not – I just want to make it clear. I'm not, like, letting the players off the hook. I understand that the players have not played up to their level. Jalen needs to be better. Absolutely, they need to stop turning the ball over. I'm not saying that's not an issue. But when you look at the biggest issues with this offense and this team, it is scheme-related. It is coaching-related. These coaches are not putting the best players in positions to be successful. They're saying, go out. You guys are talented. Go win. Like, you got to help them win. It's it, not just go out and are. ball. Like, they are helping They're not them. helping them win. I, I think All you have to do is watch this offense on yeah, a week-to-week the, the basis, reason- and there's nothing creative. There's nothing different. Like, we'll, we'll play some audio in a little bit from Jaws that we played yesterday where he's like, I see nothing from the There's no, nothing to disguise what you're doing. There's nothing to make the defense feel uncomfortable. Like, yes, you have talented players. Help those talented players be better. The reason it looks tough is because they're playing really tough defenses. That's why it looks tough. If you look at this over this gauntlet, Dallas. Isn't that what matters, though? They're no, going to play I, a tough defense in, the, in the playoffs. All that matters right. is winning the Super Bowl with this team. Everything else is is secondary. But, but I'm saying, I think a lot of where we get the perception that it looks tough and it looks so much more difficult is because we think last year looked easy. So you're like, so what's the difference? And that's where Brian Johnson comes in. But if you look at the numbers, the numbers are the same roughly compared to each. But just as, let's just do the eye test thing, right? They're playing way tougher teams, and you have talked about this a ton, and I think you've proven to be correct. The gauntlet this team has gone through and the fatigue it's taken on them has hit them. And I think when I look, like, 
I think it would be pressing the panic button way too much to say the offensive scheme is too simple or they need to change things. What you're seeing is a team that's playing basically a top-five defense each of the last six weeks in a row, which I agree, those are teams you're going to have to beat, but it does impact how the offense looks. And then they're also just turning the ball over. They're moving the ball. Like, in terms of points per drive, yards per drive, amount of separation the receivers are getting, expected completion percentage, all those things are basically the same that they were last year. The difference, they're turning it over way more than they last year. Jalen has 15 turnovers already this year. I think he had eight all of last year. So while I get your point that like it feels like more of a slog this year, that's because they're just playing way better teams. And so I think that overall, like if you look at this stretch that they went on, the offense for the most part like performed, right? But the issue is they keep turning it over. And so once they start the taking care of the ball. The not performed, man. And even before, even prior to the recent struggles, like at no point this year has this offense played a full, complete game, start to finish. If they come out ready to roll, move the ball down the field consistently from start to finish, that hasn't happened all season for this See, team. But, but also, we like, you're, you're, look- but you're big into this too, right? Just really quick. Like, first of all, offense is down around the league, number one. But number two, like, it might just be a down year for the league because if you look at them compared to almost every other offense besides, like, San Francisco, they are a team that moves the ball more consistently than almost every other team. So when we're in it and we're watching the game three, four times and we're watch- and we're talking about it, you know, Monday through Saturday, I think the flaws become a little more exposed. But on the whole, like, Brian Johnson is closer to a head coaching candidate than he is a firing candidate. And I'm excited look, to ask I'm Peter not, King about and that. And look, like, I'm not looking to fire Brian Johnson. He's a first-year play caller. Like, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Rhea. I think that's crazy town. Yes. Like, And I know yeah. that's the way the NFL works and all that. But in terms of what we've seen from Brian Johnson, and again, he's a first-year play caller. So I'm not indicting him. Right. But he has not been impressive as a I, play I caller. Disagree. And, like, we, I disagree. I think uh, he has been impressive. But I think the biggest loss from last year going into this year was Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen was a wizard, and I don't think we realized how valuable he was till he left. I, I firmly disagree, and I think we're doing the same mistake we did when Frank Reich left. The offensive numbers against a tougher schedule and tougher defenses are the same. Brian's job is tougher than Shane's but job. But it's not the year. same. Watch the team. You know it's not but, the same. Uh, where do you think stats come from? They come from watching and the games that happen, right? So, like, offensively, they're doing almost what they were last year in a, in a year where, A, the opponents are tougher, the schedule is definitely tougher in terms of how it played out, and offense is down around the league. But I also think what we uh, what we overlook when it comes to Brian Johnson is that he's had a tougher task than Shane Steichen has. He had to adjust to the league when the when last year Shane got to catch him by surprise. And despite all that, if they just hold on to the ball, they 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 probably beat Dallas in the San Francisco. No I, way, they I don't. think they do. Man. I dude, they, they drove all the way down the they field. Got they drove all the way down game, the field. Man. And like Jalen fumbled were it at bad, the and the fumbles were bad. And the, they that's a big issue. And your best players have to play better yes. in big. They did not show up, but like they were not winning that game in Dallas, even if they held on to the ball. They got. Handled. I, I don't know if that's true. Like AJ drops it at the two yard line. Devontae and Jalen just miss on a touchdown. But the point I'm making is it like there are plays to be made. The scheme is not broken. They don't need more motion. They don't need to throw it to more people. The ball is being moved and plays are there to be made. They need their best players to play better. That's what it comes down to. If they're going to turn this around, and I think they will. I think over the last four weeks, you'll see a much better team because guess what? They're playing much worse teams, so they will be able to get right. But if the players play to the level they can, they absolutely will be the team we all thought they were, which is a Super Bowl contender in the Super Bowl and all those things. 215-592-9494. Who do you blame more for the offensive struggles? Do you blame the players or the coaches? Look, obviously they're both 
Uh, you know, there's issue. There's right. blame Over to the go. Last two weeks, no one. There's is, blame yeah. to go around. But I, when I look at this offense, I, I know that they can be scheme better, and that's going to help the players be better. Sure, they got to hang on to the ball, but outside of that. This offense can help these players be better. Elliot thinks the offense is fine. The guys just need to step up. 215-592-9494. We have a big show for you today. A lot to get into. Obviously, we'll continue to talk about the birds. We got some Yamamoto news. Mm. We'll re-air Nick Sirianni from yesterday. A lot of interesting stuff in that interview to react to. Ruben Amaro in studio with us from 7 o'clock forward. Peter King at 7.30. Howard Ask at 8 o'clock. Mike Quick at 840 times yours at 945. A massive show. Get in now. 215-592-9494. Plus, coming up next, we're going to tell you how you can win not one, but two awesome prizes. How about that? I mean, look, I think it's for me and you, two of us. Yeah, look at that. that. That's definitely why the prizes. <laughs> I'm guessing there are a lot of people listening or yelling. Yelling, Riam say they're yelling, no, yeah. at their radio. Uh, but you can win a prize. Uh, that's coming up next as well. Elliot Shore Parks in for John Ritchie, James Seltzer in for Joe DeCamera, Rhea Hughes, Joe Wachter. Big day up ahead. Get on the line now, 215 592 9494. It's the morning show. We're coming right back. Good morning. Joe Wachter on the ones and twos. Love to hear it. How about that? Yoshi Yamamoto, maybe coming to town. We'll get more on that. Ruben tomorrow going to be in studio. 21 straight losses for the Pistons. How about Not those great. Sixers last night? Yeah. How about those Sixers? Beating up on a bad team. You winning, loved it. Winning what all they the time do. again. Yeah. Beating bad Just teams, losing to good ones. Winning like 80% special. of their games all the time. Twitter poll question today. Sponsor Regular Ar- season. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you, Rhea. Thank you. Twitter poll question today. Sponsored by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. Wishing all a happy and healthy holiday season. Thank you. To the Delaware Valley for 23 years of support. Find new roads at Armin Chevrolet. Uh, find new roads to Armin Chevrolet. Our uh, Twitter poll question of the day today, as we've been talking about, is who do you blame most for the Eagles' recent offensive struggles, the coaches or the players? Coming to the phones in a second, Rhea Hughes, where do you come down on our Twitter poll question, our topic of the day? And again, look, we know there is blame to go around. Everyone deserves some blame for this. Do you blame more the coaches? And again, the coaches, by the way. We're talking Sirianni and Johnson. I know it, it yeah, usually but, just <laughs> becomes Brian Johnson. But Nick Sirianni, it's his offense. His design is a part of it, too. Rhea, where do you come down on that? It would, it's amazing to think that the person we're getting the least amount of blame is the special teams coach, Michael Clay. I know. He's probably been the best <laughs> Done a good job. Yeah, who would have thunk it? Shout and out to Michael Clay. Awesome. I did not want him back, so you know, props to him. Uh, and this is a sad moment for me because – Although, personally, I like Elliot Shore Parks. Uh-oh. I never agree with him. I mean, Elliot and I go back and Almost forth. by principle. I don't know if this right? is good or bad yeah. for you, Rhea, but welcome to, uh, uh, welcome yeah. to my side. Welcome to wisdom, as Joe DeCameron would say. Exactly. Yeah. Welcome to, to Do you me, miss Gannon yet, I guess would be my No, <laughs> I do not miss Gannon at all. Don't you know push that. it. All right, pal? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Jalen Hurts. And to me, when you, know, you can put all the scheme and plan all the plays and have your stuff that you're putting in during the week, at the end of the day – the guy under center or in the gun, as he usually is. Yes. It's Jalen Hurts. He's the guy who's making the decisions. And the de- his decision-making is absolutely under question. Number one, you can't have this offense and not score a single touchdown in a game. Mm-hmm. It's completely unacceptable. And I agree with Elliot. Those They were moving the ball. The, you look at it, at, 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 at the best, they'd have 21 points off those three turnovers. Anywhere between 9 and 21, they could have right. gotten off those turnovers, probably field goals uh, in that game. 
he is he's going for let's go 40 yards down to A.J. Brown instead of seeing the guy underneath who's open. But isn't that coaching? I mean, they keep telling us that's what they're when telling Jalen to do. But when I'm it, with you. Give him easy throws. Yes. Make him, Tell him to take those well, easy well, throws. Well, apparently they Coach are. Coach him better. James, if that guy's open underneath, they're scheming They've it. told us not to. Th- he's not even looking uh, at I certain receivers because they're not supposed to. Well, to, it's to so in, 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 asinine for literally Nick Sirianni. Those are only three guys. I don't believe them. Well, and to, to Rhea's point, and I think it's an important one, like because it's something you said in the open about, you know, give Jalen easy throws. The easy throws are there. Mm-hmm. Jalen's not taking them. But honestly, I'm okay with Jalen being aggressive down the field. Like there's a reason you pay A.J. Brown $100 million, right? Sure. So go down the field with it, but then that is players and not coaches. Yeah, no, they need to scheme it better, make it easy for Jalen. This guy's got he's so, not taking these and, and they're doing a bad job scheming up against the blitz. And we'll get some audio of that. Shokapati, a really damning mm-hmm. uh, statement about uh, Jalen and the offense against the blitz. But look, I look. There's a lot of blame to go around. I agree. Jalen has not played well enough. I just think this offense needs to put last him in better success. Yeah. yeah, the last two weeks particularly mm-hmm. uh, needs to put him in better positions to succeed. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Coming up in a minute, we're going to tell you how you can win not one, but two awesome prizes today. First, let's go to the phones. Go to Dover and talk to my guy Tommy. What up, pal? Yo, what's up, Jimmy? What's going on? My man, how you doing, Tom? Hey, hey listen, I'm I'm agreeing with both of y'all guys. But you know what, ESP, man, these dudes, man, drove the ball down the field on the 49ers, man, with ease. Mm-hmm. They came away with two field goals. That hurts a lot, man. It did. wasn't lot. turnovers. And on top of that, in the 49ers game, they couldn't get off the field on third down. Yeah. That 13, 30, 16, man, they was giving up the first. I mean, like, man, that's, that's the players. That's not the coaching. That's well, and, and Tom, I think, you know, to bring up the defense, it's an excellent point by you. Like, uh, and look, the defense has not been good enough, and they've been far worse. I think it's the, the <laughs> yeah, biggest yeah, issue with the team the is the offense. defense. But to, to, the, to the players, like, the pass rush has not been there. Like, you know, you can blame I, the scheming I of the back seven and all dude, that. I'm but with you. It's really just Hassan Reddick that's, that's stepped up. Um, but Jalen Carter has not been as effective the last few weeks. Josh Sweat has not played well. And this is kind of like last year, too, in the way that the defense is only as good as its pass rush. And this year the pass rush has been nowhere near as good as last year. The offense, the offense in the Dallas game, they turned the ball over just like you said every time they got in the zone. So they, we can't blame that on Sirianni, even though I'm not a Sirianni fan, because I believe when we get in the red zone, the play calling is terrible. You know, I, I agree. I've been really and look. I am a Sirianni fan. I think he's a damn good football coach. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you, Tom. I've been really unimpressed with the play calling, especially in in tight situations. Well, and and well, I think another example, in my opinion, look, it kind of falls on both as you're as you're saying, Tom. But they have the ball. They they throw it to Goddard. He gets down to the seven yard line. They should have first and goal at the seven. But because of a penalty on AJ Brown, that play is negated and they're pushed back. So it was now a they're weak penalty. For, too. It, it was, it but really was first and now it's first and twenty at the thirty-one. Like, and I get coaching is involved in you know making sure that penalty doesn't happen. But ultimately, like I'm sure they're telling AJ Brown how to run that play. Like they're, that's a mistake by by a player. So I just think what's happening is their best players are not playing. Well, well they need to coach them better. Maybe have them ready to play. Then, like uh, they were lackadaisical. They weren't even. That's something you haven't talked about. And Tommy, great call, brother. Always good to talk to you. Look, the the, the guys haven't shown up for these games ready to play. Like the, week after week, we get these slow starts. And I know part of it is not converting in the red zone and, and stuff like yeah. that. But 
But part of a coach's job is have a team ready. And that's something Sirianni did so well last year. Last year, they came out on fire every single game. Like, we haven't seen that at all this year. Well, I think it's easier to come out on fire when you're playing trash teams each week. Just for uh, what it's but I'm just saying. We, they just haven't looked as good. Right. And look, they played trash teams for the first six games of the season and lost one of them or whatever. Seven yeah. games of the season. They were 10 and 1. But, right, and they won games, but we yeah. look, and I, and I defended them and stuff, but you can't say they've come out and dominated a team yet. The, the Miami game's the only game they've won by more than a touchdown. No, but, but for me at least, and I'm not trying to excuse everything, because look, like they have not, there, there's been turnover problems, all those things. One thing we talked about on the Go Birds pod prior to this year was just the, the toughness of coming off losing the Super Bowl. And I think you're seeing that a little bit. I agree. So I actually think like they've far exceeded the expectations. If you for consider. you, the, it's tougher. But for me, I didn't expect it to be as tough. It was tougher yeah. than I expected. But right. the, for my expectations, they haven't. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Back to the phones in a sec. You have the chance today to win two awesome prizes. You have the chance to win a hundred dollar gift card to Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa and Salon. The secret to finishing your holiday shopping with three locations: Glen Mills, Springfield, and Center City at the Lowe's Hotel. Visit in person or online at josephanthony.com where gift cards are available. That's josephanthony.com, obviously. A pretty great gift to Have give you, your significant uh, other uh, at this time. Have you holiday shopping? Uh, no. What do you mean? I don't do holiday shopping. Oh, yes, that's yes, right. That's Sorry. right. I actually, this year, we'll get to that in a sec. The second prize, <laughs> you also have a chance, in addition to the, the gift card to uh, uh, Joseph Anthony's uh, retreat sponsor, and you also have the chance to win a pair of tickets to see Def Leppard and Journey. Mm. And the Steve Miller Band. And so I've heard of Bank no Park. way. Yeah, pretty good on July 23rd, 2024. Wechter's going to be there. Yeah, I might too. <laughs> Tickets go on sale Friday, December 15th at Def Leppard Journey 2024.com. That'll be a sing-along, you know, a sing-along <laughs> concert. You go and you sing. Uh, yeah, so for those, I, I'm not a big, uh, my wife and I don't get each other presents ever, mm. ever. We're big on like, you know, it's, it's. We'll go to dinner or right. something like that. But the problem is it has is made me bad at shopping for anyone. For presents, and this year my my mom had moved up this year, so my mom will be here. My right. brother and his wife are coming down, so like I actually have to shop for presents. So, so I'm so struggling. Here's right a question: now. It's not good. I can help you with that. Well, please, Rhea, say, so, please, yes, Rhea. Where do you fall on this, James? As well, obviously, Wechter too. So my wife sent me three things she wanted. Yes. So I just if I just buy all those three, like yeah, you're set. But do I have to get something else? Like, is there like oh, yeah, a, I, I, a is there like to, a creativity you guys need to, chime needs in on to be this, involved cause... here, or is just getting the three things simple enough and good? Believe what she tells you. Okay, I agree. That's what I, was I agree. Thinking. Just get what yeah. she says. And here's the thing: it's a surprise. If you're listening now, you could have a surprise by winning these yes. prizes, well, and that can thinking. be your surprise. Yeah. Maybe a handwritten note, other. though. Yeah. Maybe well, a handwritten note. Right. Maybe I'll go to camera yeah. style. That's yeah, right. Yeah. People right. don't like reading what I have to write. So I, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. wrong either. Do you even write anymore? Is the good on question. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, your chance to win the prize. The movie Vanilla Sky came out today in 2001. Weird movie. Good movie. I haven't seen it in a while. I'm guessing I've never seen it. Never heard of it, I'm sure. Uh, But vanilla (laughs) is a food, a flavor, a type of food. Uh, Elliot Shore Parks, Rhea Hughes, Joe Wechter, everyone listening, your chance to win these prizes. Give us the best title. So it can be a movie, a book, a TV show that has a a type of food in the title. Like vanilla, Elliot Mm. Shore Parks, give me food in a title. Welcome to Good Burger. Look at you. Oh. Home of the Good Burger. Good Burger. James, <laughs> can I take your order? <laughs> you One of my favorite shows growing up, of obviously, Keenan and Kel show was on, I believe it was on all that too. I used to love that movie growing up. It came on like the orange VHS back in the day, for those that remember Look at that. You. Um, and they actually made another one recently, which is pretty sad in a way. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got to make that money yeah, when you so can. Good Burger. Rhea yeah. Hughes, give me uh, food and a title. Great book and a great movie. 
Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh yeah, that's mm. a good answer. Uh, very good book. Uh, I've not. I mean, very good movie. I've not read the book. The book you would you you yeah. have to read. It's yeah. a really good. I book. like the movie. I haven't yeah. seen it in a while. Uh, Joseph. Well, a. Wechter Jr. <laughs> well, we have a movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Song. I'm going to do a song. Look, I'm yeah. going to go with Peaches by the President ah, of the United States. Peaches for free. Peaches for me. Yeah, I love it. They were talking about the Jack yeah. Black song from the Mario movie recently yep. Yep. called Peaches. Of course. Well, you you just think, took yeah. another one off the list. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You, know, uh, you just uh, said Let go. me tell you. you just, yeah. Not a winner that he took off the list. <laughs> How about Peaches and Regalia by, by Frank Zappa? Nope, Anyone know that or am I the only one? I was going to go with just to make Joe DeCamera annoyed. Raspberry Beret by Prince. Shout out to Prince. Love that you song. Because yeah, you know why? Because Prince is awesome. It, and, yes, and, he is. And we will not have any Prince slander on the show when Jody Camera is not here. Mm. We will not allow it. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. So your chance no. to win to win these prizes: a the hundred dollar gift card to Joseph Mancini Spawn Salon and the uh, tickets to see Def Leppard Journey with the Steve Miller Band uh, next year. Those are all on the table. Give us the best title, whether it's movie, book. A TV show, anything along those lines that has food in the title, plus the Eagles. Where do you come down on, on offensively? Look, we all know the defense is a problem, the biggest problem as far as most of us are concerned. But the offense is what this team needs to win with. What's the biggest issue with the offense right now? Is it the players not playing up to their ability, or is it the coaches not putting them in positions to play up to their ability? 215-592-9494. Also, coming up next, Nick Sirianni joined Joe and John yesterday Really fascinating interview talking about, obviously, the loss to Dallas, the anonymous leak from the player, a whole lot more. You're going to be able to hear a re-air of that as well. That's coming up next as well. It's the morning show. We're coming right back. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm guessing there's going to be a theme with the music today. Do you recognize this, Elliot Gerbart? President of the United States of America. This is the song that Joe Yeah, that's what I figured, yeah. So no, you don't recognize it. There's going to be a lot of Elliot not recognizing the music today. 215-592-9494. It's the morning show. Elliot Parks, James Heltzer, and for John Ritchie, Jody Cameron, Rhea Hughes, Joe Wechter. Hanging out. Coming up in a minute. Uh, We're going to hear from Nick Sirianni. He was on with Joe and John yesterday. Really interesting interview diving into the Cowboys game. The Anonymous leak, a whole lot more. I know a lot of people who uh, who are uh, listening at this time don't get a chance to listen later in the day because of work and all that. So, so you'll get a chance to hear the Nick Sirianni interview in just a moment. Let's go to the phones first. Let's go right back and talk to our guy, Kenny, from the Dirty 30. What up, Ken? Hey, good morning. I got the whole family in the car. We're heading to the airport because we are heading out to Seattle. Look awesome. at you. Nice. A day, a day early, wait. too. You know, I guess you can have a, like a whole, yeah, few yeah. Day, have a whole we'll weekend out, out there. there. Yeah, well, it's a day early because, you know, I thought the NFL possibly could flex it to Thursday night, not <laughs> thinking for a minute they were going to flex it to Monday night. So, yeah. Um, I, it, it's just, it's, 
it's a disgrace they did that to all of us. I, mean, I agree. I think it's the worst thing the NFL's. I, I mean, they, yeah. they don't the care NFL, about their fans anyway, but it's one of the worst things they've done in a while. They should have to pay for all the flight change. Fees. I agree. I think it's a great call. Yeah. Like, I think if you show a- them a receipt that you're going, I think they should have to pay for I think for it's it. outrageous. All right, Kenny, so what's on your mind? Where are you come down with this Eagles well, team right now? It's kind of funny you said that. I'm actually sending a letter to Roger Goodell with my receipts and saying, I think you owe me this money. I'm like sure it. you'll so get it back, Ken. It's your fault and not mine. Ken, let me know when he gets back to you on that one. Yeah, well, you know, it's out of principle. I agree. Um, no, I like it. All right, so what do you got, Ken? It's, it's, there's so many things. I, I can't believe, Elliot, I have to agree with you because I love it so much better when I don't. Yeah, me too. But, I, I just, but we're both so smart, I, I, it's hard to not. Well, <laughs> don't give myself that credit. Um, <laughs> it's, I just think they're an exhausted team right now, mentally and physically, with this mm-hmm. grueling schedule. And, you know, and then – Oh, let's give them back-to-back road games where you have to get in a plane and, you know, be in a plane for five, six hours. I, I just think the NFL, just they... They did them they dirty. Really, I don't think there's any question with that, Ken. I, we all agree with that. I, we've said that from the jump. But at the same time, you know, the Eagles got to fight through it, you know, and they got to find a way to scheme themselves into better situations and play better. And hold on to the ball. I, I think they're going to win this week. Actually, no, they're going to win in Seattle. I'm, I'm putting bank on it, but it's just they'll come out of this this stretch here at four and two, which beginning of the season, looking at that, I'd have been happy with four and two coming through that stretch. And they went out like I think they will. I mean, 15 and two is nothing or uh, or 14 and three is nothing to sneeze at, man. No, it would be amazing. And I don't think a lot of people thought they would get there. I predicted 13 and four would be slightly better. And I predicted, but Kenny, I I just, you know, I I don't think you're a lock to win out. All right, Kenny, give us a, uh, a title with food in it. I always go with the first thing that comes into my head. So, Pulp Fiction. Hmm. Pulp food? Uh, I don't I mean, know. That's. I think that's a, a, a stretching a, what we're going yeah, for Yeah, Pulp, here. I mean, for that, it's... It's a great it's like, movie, but like I would violent say... violent fiction. Yes, Isn't that what so fiction that is not, not what we're looking for. Kenny, that answer does creative. not qualify. It's creative, creative but we're looking for an actual item and of Pulp's food. also not good. Yeah, well, Pulp is, yeah, no one... You know, really right. wants the pulp. All right, take it out of the orange That's juice. Right. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Back to the phones in a few minutes. Uh, Nick Sirianni joined the morning show yesterday afternoon, or excuse me, yesterday later in the show. Uh, dove into the Dallas game, the leak, a whole lot. We'll be right back after this. Here's Nick Sirianni yesterday with Joe and John. Nick, let, let's go back to Sunday night. Two in a row, obviously, and Sunday night was really, really rough. How do you explain? What happened out there for those three hours on Sunday night? Yeah, you know, obviously didn't play uh, play our game, um, and and I get it. That's that's two weeks in a row that we haven't played our game, and um, we have to be better. So it always starts with me. It always starts with me having the guys ready to play, me making sure that the the coaches are ready to go, and obviously we weren't, and so that that blame falls uh, falls upon me. We need to do things better as coaches. We need to we need to execute better. Um, and we need to put them in better spots. We need to execute better. And like I said, I, I'm the I'm the one that, that we need to look at for this. And but I know one thing that we'll get up and we'll go and we'll, and we'll get everything working and try to try to get better this week. Nick, let's talk about the offense. And and something I think a lot of people believe, and I am one of them, is that the offense is too simple. And what worked to a certain extent last year is not as effective this year. A couple categories to me that hit me. Who you pass to, obviously only three players last game. That's incredibly unusual. But even when you pass to Moore, it's not that often other guys. What type of plays you run, how often you run the ball, limited use of motion and shifts, 
limited utilization of hot routes. I mean, I'll ask you this question. Do you think defenses have figured some stuff out and perhaps you should make some adjustments to the offense to create complexities and to put greater stress on defenses that have figured some stuff out? You know, um, you know, I, as as we look at our offense, we've had, you know, obviously these last two games have been bad stretches, but before that, I would say that, you know, we no one, no one really thought that way. Have we turned the ball over a little bit more this year? Yes, um, but you know, I don't, I don't feel like that is the. Do we need to run the ball more effectively at times? Yes, I thought this week was a good step in the right direction. Um, and we're always trying to make sure that we mesh plays together. Um, I will always say that no matter what, the pass game will go through A.J., Devontae, and Dallas, and the plays will be planned for them. And that's, you know, that's, how the, that's how the game works. And then there's times where the ball based off coverage goes somewhere else. Now the ball based off coverage didn't go anywhere else um, in the Dallas game because you know the, the plays were going where we – designed them to, and, uh, you know, that's the kind of a product, a little bit of an unusual product of what happened last week. But, you know, but we know we have things to, we know we have things to fix on offense. And um, we're working like crazy to do that. Um, you know, if you look at the, the product of the entire season, um, we've been, we haven't been as good as we were last year, but this is a new year. This is a new team. Um, and we are in the top 10 of, of a lot of categories. And so of a lot of major, major categories. So, you know, we'll continue to fight to get better. Um, and that's our job as coaches to put them in positions to succeed. And the good thing is we have really good players that can go out there and execute to succeed. How much has Jalen's play slipped compared to last year, Nick? Yeah, I thought Jalen in this game, uh, I thought he played, he, he was decisive with the football, knew where to go with the football. And I think, you know, that he's been playing, he's been playing good football. Um, you know, again, it's it is easy to look at the last two games and and be discouraged. And, and trust me, we are too. Uh, we're discouraged by the way of the performance that we had uh, that we've coached and played the last two games. And so, but if you look at the the you know the overall the overall product, you know, I think Jalen's done a nice job this year. I mean, until we lost the the two games, I think I've I've seen a lot where he's up for the MVP discussion. Mm. And so, like, mm-hmm. I don't. Again, were the two games up to our standard? Not, not even a little bit. Obviously, right? Uh, we know we're we know we're a better football team than that. But I don't, I don't think it's fair to to judge it just on that. I think he's been playing good football, um, you know. And then, but we also understand that the the quarterback's going to get you know a lot of the blame when it's not going well. And that's you know we and and I know that as well as the head coach. We know what we signed up for. Uh, in those positions, and and that's the reality of it. How concerned are you with Jalen against the blitz, and how can the offensive plan improve against blitz pressure? Yeah, I think Jalen handles himself handles himself uh, with calm presence during the blitz. Um, you know, seeing different things uh, and and getting the ball out where he needs to get it out. Again, it's not just this is the ultimate team game. So fair question again because. He is our quarterback, but there's so many parts of that of, you know, what goes into to picking up the blitz. It's us as coaches putting them in positions first and foremost and handing them the tools of what needs to happen on that. And we need to be better in that. And it's also 
you know, the protection, the routes, being right where they're supposed to be, all those different things, it takes all of us to do it. So this isn't a Jalen stat. This is a, this is a team stat of what we need to do better, um, you know, with some of those things. And they, and they got us a couple times. We got them a couple times, uh, you know, when they blitzed us on, on Sunday night there. Um, and that's the way a football game goes, right? Um, you, you rarely bat 100% in a football game. So, again, they got us a couple times on blitzes. And we got them a couple times on blitzes, but um, that is a team team stat. Um, but I do feel like Jalen is completely comfortable versus the different defenses that are presented to him. Nick, I know it's been a few days, but I want to go back to the game and inside one aspect of the game that that really surprised me. The end of the first half, it didn't feel pedal to the metal. Uh, you guys are down twenty-four to six. There's twenty seconds left, and you have three timeouts, and it's a first and ten. I mean, to me, that's multiple opportunities for 15, 20-yard passes down the field, try to get in field goal range with three timeouts. Why not more aggressive there in a game in which you're, you're down by 18 points? Aggression can be, be thought of a couple different ways. Of course, we were trying to go down and get, uh, get points. If you look back at the Minnesota game, we handed the ball off and sprung one for about 20 yards. Yep. When the defense is in a and, – and we call the timeout, then we did it again, call the timeout. Then we ran it again, I think, and, and then we kicked the field goal, right? That was the Minnesota game. Um, you know, so when a defense is playing like they were in that particular case, we ran a draw. Um, you know, did it hit for as many as we thought it would? No. Um, you know, did we have a visions of that Minnesota game in our mind a little bit with the way the defense was playing us? Yeah, so the aggression um, can be done different ways. Just because we handed the ball off doesn't mean that we weren't trying to be aggressive in that spot because we knew we needed to score score points there. Now, the first play didn't go the way, you know, we, it didn't gain the yards. We banged the timeout. We had an incomplete pass on the second play and then on the third play. Now we're now you're looking at now you're looking at a time where yes, you still have two timeouts, but the the time was at 13 seconds, I believe. And when the ball's on the I believe it was on the 31 at that particular time, there's not enough time with third we didn't feel like there was enough time with that 13 seconds on third down to be able to do that. Because remember this, if you don't convert on that third down, then you're forced to punt too. So that's on your mind as well, um, uh, uh, that you don't want to have to unnecessarily punt there. But, you know, again, we felt like we were being aggressive, and it just didn't work out this time. Um, but we, were, but every intention of us with those three timeouts um, was to go try, try to score in that particular case. Hey, in this particular case, it didn't work out. Nick, when would you consider taking over play calling? Um, no, I, I'm, I do not think that that is the issue. Um, I think Brian's done a nice job, um, handled a lot of different scenarios, handled, you know, and, and I think that he's doing a good job. Um, and to me, right, I need to be able to manage the game, um, which is the whole reason why I gave up play calling in the first place because I felt like I had people in place that'd be able to call it. And I still feel that way. Um, and, you know, I need to be able to manage the game the way I see fit. I think that's, and, and uh, you know, a lot of respect to the guys that do both. I just don't, I feel like to me, you know, managing the game's a full-time job, calling the game's a full-time job. And, you know, you need, it, it takes two people to do that, you know, during the game. And so I'm comfortable with Brian um, again, I think he's done a, I think he's done a good job and, uh, you know, and that, and like, like I said, you know, I need to make sure I'm, I'm doing my job in that particular case as a head coach. Nick, the, the last four games, uh, 
our defense allowed 168, 172, 146, and 138 on the ground. Uh, why are teams running so effectively on us? Yeah, you know, especially these last two games, um, you know, they've gotten the lead and obviously getting more, a couple more rushing attempts. Um, but like I said, you know, with some other of these things, we have to first and foremost be able to put the guys in spots to, to make plays, and then we have to go execute. So, you know, whether that's been, you know, good, and obviously we've played good teams too, um, but we know we're a good team, and we know we've been good against the run for a majority of the year, but it hasn't been for these last, these last four um, sometimes you know you're 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 setting up your defense to stop certain things in the pass game or certain guys in the pass game that open those things up and so um, we got to be better though again we got to be better because we know we have the right guys up front uh, to be better and so you know I really have a lot of confidence in those guys got a lot of resources put up in those guys as far as the, you know the, well, how we spent our draft picks how we spent our money um, you know got a lot of faith in those guys. Um, but we would no doubt we need to be better against the run uh, to be able to get off the field and to make sure that we're in third and you know longer situations as as opposed to third and shorter. Nick Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, do you think they've hit a rookie wall? And if so, what can you do about it? Yeah, you know I I don't believe that I you definitely see that in times of of players you know that are rookies. I've definitely been on teams where I'm like that guy's hit hit a rookie wall and. Um, I don't feel that there, you know, and I don't see that there. Um, you know, obviously, um, we're not playing well enough or coaching well enough on in anything right now in this, these last two games. And so, you know, it'd be, it'd be unfair to single anybody out or single them out. Um, you know, I know the rookie wall is is real, and that's our job as coaches to make sure that they're rested and, and they're ready to go while also being ready to go physically, right? And so, like, meaning – the answer is just not always the rest because you got to go out there and you got to, you got to hit and tackle and, and do all those things on Sunday. So you got to get them ready physically in the sense of, you know, getting themselves hitting, hitting a little bit during the week. And so, uh, you know, but we have to do what we get. I have to do. And it's really on me to make sure that all the guys are rested, you know, but always the rookie thing is always something we keep an eye on. I just don't feel that way right now. Nick Sirianni here. Nick, let's talk about, I'm sure you heard that, that a player talked to Derek Gunn anonymously and, and, and essentially critical of the coaching staff with the nature of the quote. Does it bother you that that was said, and what have you or will you do about it? Yeah, no, that, you know, everybody is going to handle, uh, you know, frustrations a little differently, and, and no, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. You know, I hear, I hear something like that, and I look to myself and say, okay, is there validity to this and how, and if there is, how do we fix it? Right. I'll, I'll take, like, you can't just be closed off to criticism. Um, like you, you have to be able to block criticism out, but you also have to have the awareness to understand when criticism is real and do something to fix it. Right. That's what we ask our players to do. Hey, here's, we are, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, make an adjustment or, or tell you what I think on this play. And it's your job to, to take that criticism and get better from it. And so, yeah, I'm not real I'm not real concerned on any I'll, I'll take criticism and if it's if it's worth it and from anywhere and and use it to get better always and I've always felt like that. Now, am I going to make everyone happy at, at all times? No, I also understand that too as the head coach, but um criticism is not a bad thing. Criticism like does anyone love it at the time? No, cuz it's uncomfortable, but can you use it sometimes to help you grow? Of course. 
Nick, uh, interesting stuff. Nick Sirianni joining the morning show yesterday as he does every week. We'll react to that coming up next. I thought that was a really interesting way of handling the question about the leak. That's coming up next. Plus, Ruben Amaro, join us in studio. He'll be with us for the rest of the show. That's coming up next as well. Plus, your calls, 215-592-9494. It's the morning show. Don't go anywhere.